Hello and welcome to the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Reuter, and this podcast is brought to you by TheLegendaryChiropractor.com, an interactive and immersive virtual platform for prospective chiropractic students, current chiropractic students, recent chiropractic school graduates, and even veteran doctors of chiropractic out in the field wanting just a little bit more from this profession. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode, and if you do, be sure to share with a friend, leave us a rate, leave us a review, and also be sure to subscribe to get more. Sweet. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. I am thrilled that you are joining us tonight, watching this on replay or listening to this on audio podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This is a Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Reuter, and tonight we have a very special guest on, um, tuning in from Laguna Beach, California, nonetheless, and this is Dr. Sam Collins, and he will be talking to us all tonight about insurance, how to pay back loans, and we'll even be diving deep into how to manage a practice in a down economy, especially for students and recent graduates who are just going into practice, either associating or if you're starting your own, you gotta know how to do it on a shoestring budget. And Dr. Sam's gonna talk to us all about that tonight when we get back from thanking our initial sponsors here. We'll be right back, everyone. To Inspire Women is the elite boutique coaching company for chiropractors who are looking to live life and run business in a way that is personal, unique, and authentic. They focus on business systems and money mindset mastery so you can pay down debt, be more profitable, and serve more people. Their goal is to empower you to achieve success by your own rules and your own definition. Head to toinspirewomen.com now because they know there's a better way. Cairo HD, superior cloud-based practice management software. Cairo HD is a user-friendly, all-in-one EHR solution built with one mission to help you run your practice like a boss. Learn more at CairoHD.com. Dr. Brad Glowacki runs one of the highest volume, highest profile, highest profitability practices in the world. And it's all run with vitalistic communication procedures. Those procedures from his office are then shared with other chiropractors at his various trainings as a part of level up mentoring. This information is created, developed, tested, and then packaged simplistically before being taught. With bruises and scars from making mistakes, Dr. Glow always delivers refined content that is battle tested and simplified for use on Monday. To level up your life and practice, head over to levelupmentoring.rocks. That's levelupmentoring.rocks. Total Clinic Solutions is your go-to source for purchasing both brand new and refurbished chiropractic equipment, as well as phone support for repairs and maintenance. Call Derek and allow him to combine your wishes and his 23 years of chiropractic equipment expertise to find what's best for you and your patients at 704-622-4089 or head to TotalClinicSolutions.com now. It's time that chiropractors look beyond spinal alignments and measure the nerve connections that keep our patients feeling strong and performing at their peak. CLA designed the Insight scanning technologies to transform exams and generate powerful reports that give practitioners the certainty they have been searching for. Learn how CLA has partnered with practices around the world by going to InsightCLA.com. Easily share your passion for chiropractic and look good doing it with Above Down Apparel, offering a premium lineup of principled apparel that's impossibly soft, sustainably sourced, and chiropractic AF. Visit AboveDown.co and follow them on Instagram to learn more and score yourself some sweet chiro swag. SCED is the all-in-one system that allows for amazing control and flexibility of your scheduling. Yes, your next new hire. Every aspect of when and where you service your customers is at your command. SCED is tightly integrated with your existing EHR system. This software was made by a chiropractor specifically for chiropractic. No joke. Go check out their latest care plan feature by heading to go.sked.life legendarypod. 
Dr. David Tuhill is an innovative product and marketing strategist, bridging the gap between your vision and strategic plan. He will help you design specific products and processes that are both scalable and set up to produce long-term revenue and growth. He has previously worked with influencers that include Dr. Josh Axe, Jordan Rubin of Ancient Nutrition, Olympic gold medalist Sean Johnson, and many, many others. Schedule your call with Dr. Dave today by heading to meetwithdrdave.com. Thank you for allowing this brief disruption to take place. And now back to the program. Fantastic. Welcome back, everybody, to the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. Like I said before the break, I'm your host, Johnny Ruder, and tonight we have a very special guest on with us, Dr. Sam Collins, tuning in from California. And I couldn't be more thrilled to dive into our conversation, but first, Doc, I want to give you the floor to, to tell us a little bit about your chiropractic story, how you or chiropractic discovered yourself um, and how you really ended up in the position you're in today. Yeah, sure. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, I'm what you call a second generation chiropractor uh, because my dad was a chiropractor. So that was kind of something I always probably thought I would do a little bit. But frankly, it wasn't something until and just quickly to tell you one of the reasons that in 1972, I went with my dad to an office on a, into his office on a Saturday morning with him. And we always stayed until the mailman came. He worked only four hours on Saturdays. And in 1972, my dad received checks that day a little over four thousand dollars. Now you got to imagine what $4,000 was in 1972 was unbelievable because I like cars and I've told, I was thinking to my dad, well, let's go buy a Corvette because you could buy a new Corvette for that. My dad had to explain to me, he didn't make, because I said, well, my dad makes $4,000 a day. I want to be a chiropractor. <laughs> and he had to explain, no, he didn't make that all in one day, but over time, but I still went, wow, that's a, a really good business model. And that's kind of what I'm going to speak on tonight. But anyway, so I went on, um, I was a professional athlete for quite some time. And so that's what's funny now when you Google me. Uh, you won't find much of that. I was a, a track athlete, and you'll find the billing experts. So that's what I am now. I, I worked with my dad for multiple years, but then I got into somehow fell into becoming this expert or lecturer on coding and billing. And I did it first with just some court cases, and kind of delved into it further, where I became kind of the go-to person on that. And I decided, well, let's move with that. So I've been doing about 20 years now uh, coding and billing for seminars. So I do seminars nationally now virtually right now, but nationally, that are continuing education. But my goal is always compliance and how to make sure your practice does well. I'm kind of the money seminar. That's the one thing people are afraid to talk about, but it's the thing that keeps you thriving. Everything is not about money, but at some point it has to be a little bit. So yeah. I'm focusing on that end of it. Now in doing that, I've I put myself in some interesting positions. I'm part of the WHO for the ICD-11, which don't worry, it's not coming here, but the world's gonna switch to it next year. And I also sit on the what's called the Functional Disability Rating Group Committee for them. I'm also on the United Healthcare Optum Health Reimbursement and Coding Committee. And I like to preface, that doesn't mean I work for them, but it means I sit as an outside advisor to kind of, I see it as an overseer. Yeah. In addition, I work with multiple malpractice carriers, Cairo Secure, National Chiropractic Council, as their in-house expert to deal with if a doctor's audited, can, can we figure out what they did to make it better to make sure they don't get in any trouble have to do a refund so we kind of work all those angles my main goal though is always just to get someone to get paid and so that's really what i do if you read dynamic chiropractic you'll see that i write an article called ask the billing expert and i think that's what mostly comes up uh for me but that's really kind of my role is to i always see it as something that i can feel my dad coming through and i because i love this profession as i'm sure you all do but we got to make sure can we make money at it and i will say talk to any chiropractor that's my age because i'm going to be 60 in a month what did we call the 80s? And without missing a beat, they'll say the Mercedes 80s. Mm -hmm. And that's because that's when chiropractic began recognized. When I was a kid, people used to say to me, you know, your dad's not a real doctor. He's not a doctor doctor. Mm -hmm. And so I grew up with that. Think of how much we've changed though in the acceptance of chiropractic. And this is where we have to really take hold to make sure, are we getting in the right place? You are doing chiropractic at the right time. Those that are just starting, but you have to think of, how am I going to do this and make this business model work? That's mm -hmm. really what I want to kind of hit on with you tonight is to make sure that you understand what things are going to work, not work, and what can I try? And it doesn't mean you can't make anything work. It's a matter of, do I have the discipline to make it work? Got it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Phenomenal story. I love second generation chiropractors because you know it, you've seen it, right? And you've, you've come a long way and, and it's, it's really cool because now you're helping so many other chiropractors 
get not only get paid but also comply with all of the rules and regulations that go in with insurance and go in with some of these nuances that we don't learn in school unfortunately right and they try we have some coding and billing classes but you know it's like one in 13th 14th quarter that nobody like nobody pays attention unfortunately and then we get out into the real world and we're like crap what did so and so say back at you know at school and it was just like it's so it's that cycle um so it's awesome to hear that you're teaching that and and doing seminars on that because i think it's really an important topic um and tonight we're going to talk all about insurance cash that's going to be our first topic is it worth it is insurance actually worth it and then we're going to talk about managing your practice and your loans in a down economy so doc let's start here with the insurance and cash what are your what are your opinions what's your take on this what's your First of all, what's your personal opinion? And then give us your professional opinion on it so that we can you know, best navigate the situation. Well, I think one of the best ways to think, we are in a business. Every one of you that's a chiropractor is essentially gonna be a CEO, if you will. I mean, some of you are gonna work for someone, but you're gonna be running your own business. So you have to make decisions just like a CEO. So I think one of the smartest things you can do is to start to look at other business models. And so what I will say is, chiropractic is a big wheel. Do you have enough spokes to support it? And so if you always do one thing only, that always means you're victim to when something changes, that all falls apart. I think that a cash practice is absolutely ideal. In a perfect world, would I prefer everyone just come in and pay me cash and I'd be done for the day? Absolutely. But let's be realistic. And I'll give an example where I see this. I graduated chiropractic college in 1984. My father paid my tuition by writing a check for $432 a month every trimester. So that means I paid $1,500 a trimester for chiropractic college or about, you know, somewhere around Mm $9,000. That won't pay anything now to be a chiropractor. You're going to have loans that are going to be a a mortgage. Yep. Now, part of that, if you think of it, it's interesting. The schools sometimes push, oh, you're going to do an all cash practice. Yet they don't do that themselves. Right. Is there anyone there paying cash? Now, 40 years ago when I graduated, sure. But is that happening today? No, you were paying Harvard money to go there. Now, I don't, I'm not against the Harvard money, so long as we know how am I gonna generate that. My goal and rule for all of you is, you gotta think of, you probably have a couple hundred thousand dollars in loans, undergrad and otherwise, give or take. Yep. How am I gonna generate an income that's gonna equal that? And that's really my first goal. Within three years of practice, my opinion, you need to make a gross of what your loans are then we can go, this is reasonable. Because if you're making 50,000 a year, you might as well work at Starbucks. They'll right. pay your tuition. Right. So I'm looking at this from a standpoint of how do I diversify my practice, what's good and bad. Now, what I will say is what you want is not an exclusive practice. And this is where I think doctors run into problems. I don't want anyone to say, I do only PI or I only do Blue Cross. You're gonna diversify, because by example right now, and for anyone that's been around, I know you guys are young, if you were practicing, talk to anyone that was practicing in 2007 and 8 and ask them what happened to their cash practice. Mm-hmm. It tanked yep. because it's just nature of the beast. It's We are a luxury to some extent. Yeah. But if you notice, talk to your friends. How do they choose to go to the doctor? Right. Most are going to say, well, if I don't have insurance, I don't go. I have a, a, a not a brother-in-law, but anyway, someone I know that needs dental work, but his insurance is not kicking in for another month. So he's like, I got to wait for my insurance because he can't afford it. So we got to remember, we have to access that. And what I'm saying from a business standpoint, this is really my, my bigger point, is look how businesses are run. If you think of the company Sears, now you may not be that familiar with Sears, but you, you've got to know it. When I was a kid, they had this giant catalog. You could get anything. In fact, Sears, you could purchase a house. They would ship you wood and instructions on how to build a house. And there's tons of them around. They're called California bungalows. They're actually pretty good houses. Now, I want you to think of Sears is basically bankrupt now. What if Sears took that catalog and put it online like Amazon? Right. Sears would still be the big. In fact, isn't Amazon Sears? Right. So what people <clears throat> fail to do is adapt. And when you don't adapt is where you're going to have a problem. So for chiropractors, when loans started to, I didn't know anything about loans when I was in school, but I noticed as loans became prevalent, heal loans and others, all of a sudden tuition went way up. Now, grant you, other costs went up, but I think commensurate with the ability for loans, it went up. So therefore, everyone's cost goes up, it's up. So now if you went to chiropractic college and asked most people, how are you paying for tuition, unless they're a very wealthy family, it's a loan. Yeah. So in a sense, everyone going to chiropractic college is using insurance because someone else is paying. 
Yeah. That being said, let's talk about this for a second. I want you to think of the, the store Whole Foods. Now, I like Whole Foods, kind of cool, a little expensive, but they've got good stuff. I mean, I like their pretzel bread and so forth, but notice Whole Foods was ready to go out of business. If they weren't bought by Amazon, that company would be bankrupt, and here's why. If you go to, I'm not sure what stores you're near, but like if you go to a Safeway or some, have you noticed grocery stores have adopted a Whole Foods in there? Mm -hmm. When I go to my local Safeway, I can get poke and sushi and pretzel bread. It's cheaper, it's just as good if not better. Mm -hmm. So they adapted and said, part of my practice. So here's what I'm gonna ask you. Why wouldn't you have a practice that's diversified? So here's what I would suggest. There are 10 ways to collect money. There's four types of insurance, if you will, okay? You've got also personal injury, work comp, VA, Medicare. But why can't I not integrate some cash? Why do I have to be exclusive? Can I have some patients that pay cash, some who have insurance? By example, I have a really good health insurance. My health insurance is so good, I have zero deductible and I have no copay, which seems crazy. But I pay dearly for it. My insurance costs $30,000 a year. My company pays a good chunk, I'm not gonna lie, but it still costs me a good amount. Now, when I go to the doctor, I know I'm not paying. And if mm -hmm. you say I don't take insurance, good, I'll go to someone else. Because right. my plan will literally pay a chiropractor over 100 a visit. Why wouldn't you take me? Because right. I want you to think of it, if you had to pay someone $100 a visit for three times a week for a month, how many of us would go? Right. Not right. too many, but yeah. you got a personal injury patient, so you're gonna delve into what a person's gonna do. And I bring this up, in most states, you can do prepays. So if you're familiar with a company called The Joint, here's what The Joint is. The Joint is the 99 cent store of chiropractic. Now I'm not putting that down, I think there's nothing wrong with the model, it's just a volume thing. Mm -hmm. So think of the store Target, and again I go back to looking at businesses. Look at what Target has done. If you've been into a Target store recently, when you first walk in the door, you'll notice three or four aisles of 99 cent store stuff. Now, I personally hate the 99 cent store. I don't like it. I go in there, there's crap everywhere. But my wife's a school teacher. So when she's buying stuff for 32 kids, the 99 cent store is right up her alley because she doesn't care if the kids break it, but I don't like it. But now that Target has it, I'm like, so think of how Target's doing this. Target says, well, if you want 99 cent store items, we have them, but we will also sell you a $1,000 computer or iPad or television. So I'm saying be diversified, and this is what makes you recession-proof. Right now, I will tell you, people who are paying cash are gonna be hurt because let's face it, too many people are out of work. And even for those that are working, they're nervous because they're like, what's gonna happen next month? So have a practice that, yes, I take cash. There's no reason to not, but don't turn away better insurance. And here's what I'm bringing up. Know what insurances are good or bad, which takes a little research. Which ones are good? that pay decently, which ones aren't. United Healthcare, a little bit better payer, but some of your Blue Cross Blue Shield, very low end. Or you can deal with these HMOs that are like American Specialty Health. They're not my favorite, but it pays you, but you have to be efficient. Mm -hmm. If you're getting 26 a visit, how am I gonna make that work? But that's a patient I was gonna have. Here's what I find interesting. Why do people take more Medicare? Right. Medicare is gonna be something that all of you will do very well with for this reason. I'm in the group, baby boomers. I could be all of your parents, you know, I'm sure. Everyone who turns 65 gets Medicare. Medicare is not going anywhere. That's gonna pay them. What does it pay per visit? About 40 bucks. Now that's only for the manipulation. What do Medicare patients need? So think of this, Dr. John. Medicare pays 40 a visit, approximately, if you're doing a 4-1. And again, I'm just approximate. Most Medicare patients need about 20 visits a year, considering they're older, have spinal degeneration, all those things. So if they get 20 visits, that means that's $800. If you had 1,000 Medicare patients, how much money is that? Now, so, a thousand patients are yeah. a lot of people, but right. when you start doing the math, I laugh when people go, I won't join. Medicare is not hard. Here's the problem for most of you. You're hearing garbage from people right. who don't know what they're talking about. Yep. And they're giving you their own, like, oh, Medicare. Medicare actually is very simple. They tell you exactly what they want. They tell you what codes to use, and they tell you which codes equal amount. It's real straightforward. Yeah. If you can't get 20 visits out of a Medicare patient, I will just say, you're, I don't know what you're doing. I would say many doctors get many more, so that's recession-proof. You know what else is recession-proof? The VA. The VA covers chiropractic care directly, but you have to join them. If you're Texas and East or Texas and West, you have to join a company called TriWest. If you're East of Texas, you're going to go through Optum Health. But these are guaranteed patients. They pay 100% at Medicare rates, which may not sound great, but they pay for everything. So I'll give you an average visit on a VA. A 99203, a mid-level exam, is about $120. You throw in an adjustment of about 40, maybe a couple of therapies, that's easily a well over $200 visit. On a regular visit, 100 visits. Who wouldn't want 100 a visit? Right. 
the key is you have to get veterans that want to come in and this is the part you have to open yourself up by example what i want to take a personal injury patient obviously you're all familiar with car accidents if someone has med pay pip no fault that's excellent i'll give an example if you're in the state of oregon or washington they have ten thousand dollars of med pay and what that means is they're in an accident they automatically have coverage up to that amount for medical bills including a chiropractor but here's the thing i'd wonder how many of your patients know that they can come to you if they're in a car accident right one thing chiropractors are good at is telling people you know how you treat sports injuries patients you tell them you treat sports injuries <laughs> being a past athlete i treated a lot of olympic athletes so everyone thought oh my god sam is the best no you know what i just treated famous people didn't right. make me any better than anybody but right. they just have to be famous so that kind of lends itself my point is is think of how many things i can get going so i'll tell you what's going to be recession proof cash is recession proof but no one has it so it's not insurance can be so long as they're maintaining their job i'm certainly going to try to emphasize that but things that we know that aren't going to change car insurance is not going to change people are still going to have to have their car work-related injuries are not going to change everyone can go to a chiropractor if they're hurt at work so you've got to get your practice thinking what's going to make a successful practice here's my opinion again you've got to see 20 people a day if you're seeing 20 a day 100 a week your practice is doing decent and i would anticipate if you're doing that you are making a couple hundred thousand dollars maybe even a little bit more depending if you're in some better areas but some of those patients should be cash and here's what i will tell you don't let the joint take your if a patient comes to you and says hey look i got terrible insurance i have no insurance or i have a ridiculously high deductible why would i not say to them hey look i can make this more affordable for you you're going to need 20 visits and instead of my visits being 75 each i'll give you 20 of them for a thousand dollars let's say they prepay it what you have to do to make that legal though is to make sure it's a fee for service what people run to the problem is you can't sell them something that says for a thousand dollars come as much as you want for you know six months that right. we can't do it has to be a fee for service buy a number of visits that way as you use the visits you use the service which means if i don't come in i refund them right even the joint doesn't they sell packages of two why wouldn't i offer that and that's my point to it is offer the way the patients want to come to your office if yeah. someone says hey i've got cash and pay i'll accept that but that doesn't mean i won't take a good insurance if one is there which means you've got to do a little research and i'll give you a quick tip on something that i recommend if you're going to open an office somewhere the first place to look believe it or not look to see how close you are to a store called trader joe's or costco now i'm not sure how trader joe's are all over but i'll tell you trader joe's does a lot to survey what's in the area and they only go into areas it's not necessarily that their people are rich but they know that the level of income and education the other is a costco mm -hmm. that's going to be a diversified area with generally they're, they're not going to open those in areas where there's going to be more medicaid patients the other thing to do though is if you're thinking of opening an office look within say a five mile radius of the office give or take and call every large medical group or doctor's office and you'll call and say hey i'm new to the area i work at google i work wherever you know name a car dealership a hotel say i'm going to be new there and i'm just wondering what insurance plan does your office take because i want to make sure that i can get a plan that's going to be close to me and whoever answers that phone i'm going to guarantee you will tell you oh we take blue cross we take blue shield we and then you'll know okay good those are the plans i need to be part of because let's say you join like in california there's a company called american specialty health it's ash ash people will say it pays very little but it's pretty ubiquitous so i have a friend that practices in the eastern inland valley what they call here and the majority of his patients are uh, ASH, and he thought, I never thought I'd make this work, but he changed his practice. Patients come in, they get a good adjustment, he doesn't do a lot of therapies, and he goes, you know what, Sam, it works. He goes, I just have to see a lot of people. So you have to know where you're gonna go. Don't assume you're gonna convert people to cash if you're not in the right area. Right. You have to have people with a higher than average income for that. You also have to be a better salesman. You have to get people to want what you do. And I'm gonna say this period of time, we're changing. This is gonna be transitional for society in the sense of how we do business mm -hmm. and a sense of what people are expecting. I, I'm calling this right now the come to me era, meaning everything comes to me. I order um, something, it comes to me. I don't have to right. go anywhere to get it. Right. So patients are gonna have a little bit higher expectations from us to give them good care. Now, here's the best part though people want chiropractic care and here's a little gem i'll give you the american physical therapy association published about a month ago that they lose patients and they don't keep them when they have a copay of over 30 dollars they just go they just know once it hits 30 they won't keep coming but they found out that doesn't happen to chiropractors hmm. 
And I think it's most because, let's be, when you go to a chiropractor, it's a very unique thing that you can do. Think of what doctor you've ever been to that when you left, you go, oh my God, I feel so much better. I'm not putting down medicine at all. I would never say I'm anti. I think we all integrate. But if you think you've never been to a medical doctor, unless they say, hey, that biopsy came back and it was negative, right. then you feel better, not better, you're relieved. So you got to think along the lines of, you've got a patient that goes, my God, I can go in that office and I've got this problem and I feel literally better when I leave. There's value to that. So it's a matter of how do I put that value to make sure how does it fit my area? Absolutely. What is going to be the break point of what people pay out of pocket? Yes, 100%. Wow, that was huge. All right, we're going to cut to an ad break real quick. When we come back, I'm going to share a couple of my notes, and then we are going to talk a little bit about loans, and then um, I'll have, uh, we'll go from there, all right? We'll be right back, everybody. Every chiropractic clinic needs a compliance program. If you are not sure what that includes or why you need one, let Dr. Robin from RHDC Consulting help you build your chiropractic compliance. If you are ready to get started, head to robin-hale.mykajabi.com and let Dr. Robin guide you to the end result. Dr. Christy Wick is revamping the landscape of women's chiropractic coaching. With a focus on connection and congruence, she's on a mission to empower lady DCs across the nation to create bold, successful lives and practices their way. Get started today by visiting theilluminatedsquad.com. Thank you for allowing this brief disruption to take place. And now back to the program. Awesome. Welcome back, everybody, to the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. We're live with Dr. Sam Collins, and we just talked all about insurance, cash, and is it worth it? And the answer is yes, yes, and yes, because here's the reality. You have to diversify your revenue in order to maintain or become recession-proof. And I love that term by Dr. Sam is because recession proof is, is we're going to have ups and downs in the economy, no matter what, no matter where you live, you're going to have ups and downs in the economy. And when that happens, you don't want to be relying on only one thing. And it, when that one thing falls through, all of a sudden we are, we are gone and we are SOL, right? Now, here's what's important. When we talk about this, we also oftentimes speak about marketing. And in regards to marketing, you never want to only have one stream or one thing to market or re get referrals, right? You always want to be doing different things. Either it's screenings, either it's Facebook ads, Google, Yelp, right? You're, you're all over the place, but you can't only rely on the internet, but you can't only rely on in-person things because something like the coronavirus happens and all of a sudden now we can't go to live events, right? So it's the same concept with cash and insurance and really diversifying your practice to accept most of everything and then making it recession proof. So I love that you mentioned that doc. Um, and that's, that's huge. So now let's talk to us about loans. How do we manage them? I know you said one of your goals should be getting your gross income your first year in practice to be the same amount, if not more than your total loans. Now I want to hear again, why that's important and then continue the conversation for us about loans, how to pay them back and how to be smart about them. Well, for me, you got to think of it a loan. It's what it is. It's a loan and interest is crazy. I remember when I f bought my first car, I bought a truck and I remember now Again, it was brand new. It was a, a Ford F-150. You know, it was 1984, I guess, and I was all happy. And the truck was going to cost $8,000. So I figured in my head, okay, my interest rate's 9%. What I realized, I was going to pay three times what that car cost because of the interest. It wasn't 9% simple interest. It was 9% compounded. And it was like, wait a minute. It's like when you purchase a house, my house, I, you know, pay quite a bit for it. When I pay it off, I'm going to pay a lot. Now, will it be worth a lot? But it's still all there. So loans accrue. So you got to start thinking, are there ways I can pay that down faster? So that way that money can really start to work for me. Because one thing you have to think of is you're going to be responsible for your own retirement. 
And if you are not putting away for that, that's going to be a problem. So you got to pay off those loans and still put money aside. So you got to start thinking, okay, do I want to just make the minimum payment or can I start paying a chunk? Nothing feels really good like a doctor. When you're bringing in $30,000, $40,000 a month, that feels really, really good. You're like, okay, you know, you've got expenses, but you're like, man, I can really do so. I'm going to go on a real vacation and, and so forth as long as you don't go crazy. So it's managing that part of it. And for me, the management is you've got to make money. Mm-hmm. You've got to think of how to, and what you have to not worry about is not making money as much as I'm saying, but to get patience, get people to enjoy what you do, understand it, come in and go, I get that. In yep. fact, I think COVID has exposed that yep. because notice the people who die. And I'm saying this not to be mean in any way, but it's interesting to show people who are not as healthy succumb very easy. Now, we could eat crappy food every day and be fairly unhealthy and still live a good 70 years. Imagine if you did something good. Well, this exposure to COVID has made that really come out. And I think we're going to get more people going, maybe I should stay healthy. Maybe I should do more. So here's what I'm thinking. You've got to set yourself up. Where am I going to get these people? One of the things I've been a past athlete, I still, I, I, you know, stay in good shape. I work out all the time. I've been following all these people that lift and work out on Instagram for some reason. I I guess I'm bored. Anyway, I'm, it's funny to me, not funny, but I like to see how many people use chiropractors. That's such a common, as an athlete, I mean, that was common, but more regular people, anyone that goes to CrossFit and wears Lululemon tights can afford to go to a chiropractor. Right. And they're willing to, because they're seeing that I need to do this in order to do what I want to continue to do. And so the loan payment comes from, okay, how do I set this up to say, what is my anticipation for paying this off? If I pay it sooner, and this is something to look at, how much am I going to put aside that pays it off sooner? Is it worth it? There was a time, in fact, when I was in chiropractic, this is the first time I heard about loans. I had a friend that the school would allow you to pay monthly and it turned out the way he got his loan he could actually make money by putting the money in the bank and then paying at the end of the semester mm. and the school figured out well, wait a minute we can't have that so they you know they but it was just something you got to be very money wise and i i would say if one thing i want to give to all of you save money which means you got to plan okay what can i pay per month what does that equal can i make a balloon payment and look into other things there's things that can do with you can forgive a loan if you work for any public agencies the va is hiring chiropractors and if i'm not mistaken because you're working the federal if you work for them i want to say it's either five or ten years your loans are forgiven and so you might look into some of those areas that could be a place that you could go um, but the other is is really just how is my practice going to sustain because here's what I look at you got to look at your office expenses per month so let's just say you have four thousand dollars in expenses per month I want you to include in those expenses not just the hard expenses of the office you know gowns table paper and all that but your student loans got to be part of that. I always want you to put that. That's part of your business expense. Yep. So let's say you're seeing 100 patient visits per month, which isn't very good. But let's just say that. That means you need to get $40 per patient just to break even. Right. So what if you join an insurance that only pays you 30? Well, you're in the hole. Right. So you got to remember how does the volume work? It's kind of you know figuring why does the 99 cent store. In fact, I see it all the time. How in the heck does Walmart sell a T-shirt? for six dollars right you would go it, it, it seems impossible to pay people to do that but it shows it's a volume so you got to decide what type of practice do i have how do i market to people and the thing i would implore you to do is let people know you are there and what you do i go to the gym quite a bit and everyone knows i'm a chiropractor i'm, I'm very fit so that's part of it but people will be attracted to they're going to go oh you're okay but go dress nice don't be a bum my dad would never go to the local store, not dress nice, because he goes, I'm gonna see a patient here. Right. And he goes, no patient wants to see their dog. Like, Jesus, the guy looked a total bum. You gotta look a little nicer, because you're they're buying into you. And the neat thing is, once they try it, and here's the beauty of what we do, think of how many people don't even think they like chiropractic until they get an adjustment, they're like, I didn't know it would do that. And that's part for me, managing the loan is about having income. It's, you know, people will say this, Money doesn't buy happiness. That is honestly true. I know some really wealthy people that are, but money's the only thing that can buy food. Money's the only thing that can pay a mortgage. Yep. Money's the only thing that can pay a loan. So there's a balance in there, not conflating that. And this is for me the issue. And I go back to where am I going to get my patients? How am I going to do it? And I would suggest talk to a few. There are doctors who do an all cash practice and might say, Sam's an idiot. I don't care. And that's fine. 
if I have a friend that does all cash, right? But he's in the right area and he's really, really personable. People just and so he they're buying into him now. I haven't talked to him recently, but it'll be interesting to see. Nonetheless, I'm not going to say it can't work. Right. It's a tougher model. What I learned was the more I was diversified, the better off we were. Like we had uh, two big companies that were near our office. It was Arco Refinery and Boeing, who made the airplanes. Mm-hmm. We had bunches of patients through that, so that made it easy. But when they started laying people off, it was like, uh-oh. Right. So that's why we started saying, hey, we got to look at some of these other plans. Because when you lay off 5,000 people, that affects a lot of things there. Yeah. And so, again, I go back to... The loan issue is be honest with yourself and look at that thing and go, okay, I really have to come to reality with this. And if you're paying the minimum, it's like paying a minimum on a credit card. It's going to take forever. Right. But if you get it paid off, because here's what you all have to do. By the time you are 40 to maybe 50 years old, you all need to have at least a half million dollars in a retirement account that you've put away. Because Social Security is being gutted. I'm not sure. It's maybe going to be there for me. I'm not sure for you because who knows what's going to happen with that. But if you're not taking care of yourself, and that's tough because sometimes you're spending money not realizing if you didn't put in for yourself. I'm very adamant about putting away to my retirement. I have been for a while because especially now as I'm like, ah, i got to have so much. Otherwise, I'm going to starve to death, so to speak. And that's how you've got to manage it. And you've got to run the business. And this is the tough part because in a way you thought, I didn't go to chiropractic college for that. If you think that medical doctors don't deal with that, they don't. Why? They work for big groups. Right. They don't work in individual practice. But I want to implore you to think on one thing, and I don't think most people think about this. Unless you're a surgeon, do you know most chiropractors make more than medical doctors? Hmm. Most people don't understand that. I want you to think, but ask a medical doctor who works for a Kaiser or an HMO. Yeah. They generally make uh, 150, 175 yeah. a year. Now, they don't have all the other hassles. There's friends of mine, if they're not making a million dollars a year as a chiropractor, they feel like they're, they're broke. Right. And so, obviously, I'm not saying, but medical doctors don't work as individuals anymore. Think of how many single doctors you see that are medical officers. Yeah. You just don't find that. Right. They all work in a group. They're paid. They're owned by other people. We have solidarity, so you have infinitely more room to grow. And we still only treat, it used to be 7% of the population. We're up to about 12%. If we started treating a quarter of the population, there wouldn't be enough of us. And right. that's where we've got to get people to realize, and that's where the VA is coming. And I think there's so many positive things because people are beginning to go, you know, we just can't keep taking meds. Yeah. We've got to be healthy. We have to eat right. And people trust chiropractors for that. And that's another part of your practice. Why aren't you counseling patients about diet? Remember that when you do an E&M code, evaluation management, that includes not only the exam, but discussions with the patients. So I'll just give an example. VA patients often have many types of health issues. I would say more visits than not, the chiropractor is probably gonna spend 20 or 30 minutes counseling them on God knows what, because they're all stressed out. Yeah. You can bill for that, but well, I didn't know. You can bill for exercise. You can bill for the things you do. What I think we have to be careful of is, we got married to massage because right. it was what people wanted. And you want to get people to get away from that because if you look at the guidelines, what does it show makes people back pain get better? Adjustment, number one. Number two is exercise. Yeah. Combine those two things, you're going to be with no problem, never have an issue of, because some of you probably are billing now, know you have to have the separate area for massage and all that business. Exercise never needs that. And I'll tell everyone to do this. Take a look at what's called the Cigna Chiropractic Benefits and it's their coverage policy 0267. And just look at the section, and what it says there is that you should emphasize active care and minimize passive. What that says to me is, well, obviously they want active care, but what it's really saying is stop doing massage that we don't like to pay for and we pay very little, and do exercise, which we pay a lot more for, and it's better for your patient. I love that, it's a win-win. The more I do active care, the better for me. So focus on the active portion and getting the patient in and start figuring out what do I need to do? Do I need to treat people 50 times? There could be some instances, but that's the tough part is we've got to get away from the joke. And I know you've heard it. How many chiropractors it take to change a light bulb? Well, it takes one, but it takes 30 visits. That's sort of true. Let's be honest. Right. Now, part of that I believe in because you've got to stay healthy. However, is that necessary for life, meaning insurance? No. So there's the difference. A cash patient should be an insurance patient also. There should be a point they're going, hey, doc, I just want to get you know a tune-up. Great. Work out a cash plan. Well, when they hurt themselves, we deal with their insurance. Yeah. So we don't let them just say, okay, only insurance, but convert them so they begin to understand, maybe I should be healthier. Right. Think of people, again, if that join gyms and go to gyms are going to be your patients. Again, think of in every state, a chiropractor can be a primary provider in work comp. 
how many people know that? So when you're putting a social media ad, you might say, hey, if you're hurt at work, you can choose us. If you're hurt in a car accident, if you have a sports-related injury, unfortunately, sometimes people think only certain ways. We have to educate them about what you do, how we do it, and the plethora of things we do. Think of how many chiropractors do more functional medicine, which I frankly thought was people doing exercise until it turned out it's more about diet. Right. I was like, oh, that doesn't make sense the term, but I get it once <laughs> they said it. But here's my point. Are there people looking for that? Now, yeah. is that always going to be insurance? No, I want to have, truthfully, about 25 to 30 patients a day. What is it going to take? If you're doing all cash right now, that's going to be five. But if you have insurance patients, you have patients that are diversified car accidents. I mean, frankly, I would prefer to have every patient to be a car accident patient Yeah. if I could have my way. Here's why. Because they're, they're hurt. They need a lot of service. So those usually turn out to be $150 plus per visit. Well, why wouldn't I want that? It's just not going to be everyone. So yeah. i got to balance that out. So sure. the loan management is getting yourself together to know, putting a plan together, laying it out. What is my anticipation? Because when you lay it out, you can look and go, okay, here's the end of the road for this. How do I pay this off? Yeah. And then because once you pay it off, then here's what I want you to do. Whatever money you've been paying into a loan, and I mean this 100% sincerely, once you've paid it off, pay it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't just spend it on other junk. Put it in your 401k. My father did a very good job of that. Now, both my parents had Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, which was awful. But I had both of my parents were in very, very nice facilities because we couldn't care for them at some point. And what was nice was we had the money to do it. And mm-hmm. no kidding, my, my mom's place, she's passed away now a couple of years, it was $9,000 a month. Mm-hmm. But my dad made enough to put that away, and you've got to do that for yourself. Because remember, when you go into your retirement, there's no job matching funds for you. Right. The good part, though, is you have infinitely more ability because if you were to take, let's say you're paying six or $800 a month in loans, and when you stop paying them, you just start, you just dive it right into that. Oh, think of how great that's going to be. When you're young, and I wish I'd done more of this, if you literally save $100 a month from the age like 21, it'll be worth over a million dollars by the time you're age 60. Yeah. But most of us don't, we don't think that far in advance. Right. That's how you want to see. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Wow. Tons of good stuff, Doc. We're going to take another short break. And then when we come back, I'll let you do closing remarks and share some last insights with the crowd here. We'll be right back, everyone. Dr. Stu Hoffman, founder and president of Chirosecure Malpractice Insurance, is the foremost expert in both risk management and risk avoidance. Understanding the everyday challenges of today's practicing chiropractor and the current public perception of chiropractic has made Chirosecure the fastest growing malpractice insurance program of the last 28 years. Find out more at chirosecure.com. Imaging Services' primary business is chiropractic solutions. With over 45 years in the industry of helping chiropractors, Michael Tokash offers free consultations on building your business. In the past year, Imaging Services has installed over 100 x-ray machines and digital x-ray systems in over 42 states across the United States. For more, head to theimagingservices.com. Thank you for allowing this brief disruption to take place. And now back to the program. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. We're live with Dr. Sam Collins. Dr. Sam, please, you have shared so much incredible insight and experience and expertise with us um, based on loans, based on insurance, based on cash, and how to truly build a successful and sustainable practice now I'd like you to give some closing remarks, just some last-minute advice, tips, tricks, and takeaways for students and recent grads, um, and then kind of tell us where we can find out more about yourself and what you've been up to. Okay. Here's the first thing I'll tell you. Get information from as many sources as you can, but do be careful. Vet it to make sure it's coming from the right place. I work a lot on the legal end, so everything I give you, I'm going to make sure I can vet to know it's a rule or regulation, not like, well, you can get away with it. We don't want any of that. So be careful of a lot of stuff that's online. You know, vet it. Don't be afraid, but don't be afraid to listen to information. I would also say be careful of people who always tell you, you got to do this or you're going to go to jail. As soon as they say that, get the hell out of there. Because to me, they're always selling you something like, you have to do this, and in order to do it, 
pay me a thousand dollars. Like HIPAA is important, but do you need a thousand dollar HIPAA manual? No, you do not. Right. Do you have to keep records private? Yes. But should you spend that kind of money? Absolutely not. I would also say, give yourself some resources, a lot of places online, but keep things simple. You're going to treat neuromusculoskeletal conditions as far as insurance. Now you can treat anything, frankly, but what you get paid for is neuromusculoskeletal. So keep it simple. Don't be afraid to use common codes, but be careful. Don't be oversimplistic when it comes to coding. I will say this, I hate when I see a, a chiropractor use the code back pain. Now, I say I hate it because that's like a kindergarten. You know, my grandson could tell you my back hurts. Oh, you have lumbago, M545. And I'm not putting it down. If you're going to see someone a few times, but why don't you tell me what's really, what's causing the pain? Is it radiculopathy? Is it enthesopathy? Is it facet syndrome? Uh, is there, you know, piriformis? What's causing it? Is it myalgia? Is it myofasciitis? Think of always coding the reason for the symptom more than the symptom and keep your coding straightforward. Adjust people. That's what you do. Just be careful. Don't bill according to how you adjust. I'm a diversified style adjuster. I'm going to adjust full spine, but I can only code what I've diagnosed. So even though I may di I adjust the full spine, if I diagnose neck, it's still 4.0. The other thing is focusing on the active care. And here's the truth. You're going to bill probably only about 10 insurances your entire career. It's not as many as people think. They're, they're diversified in the policies, but there's not that many. You're probably gonna use 20 diagnosis codes the entire time. Not that that's bad, it's just you see the same thing. So don't be afraid to kind of say, what are the best codes? And I'm gonna implore you, we do a service uh, called the network that you, if you join, you can get me and we you know, converse and deal with it, even our seminars, but start getting the list of diagnosis that we produce that's on our digital coding. And the other codes that you'll know, okay, what are the best codes? Because there's a lot of misinformation about severity of coding. And I kind of call it, you don't want a Monet diagnosis. That's just pain. Give me the Rembrandt of what's causing the pain. That's always where, because one of the issues chiropractors run into is they go, oh, they didn't give me enough visits. Well, you used a five visit code. So get that together. Understand the proper modifiers. I'll give one quick tip because this is going to hit some of you. United Healthcare just be, not just begun this, but is enforcing it. Anytime you bill a physical medicine code, so that means all your PT codes for United Healthcare or any affiliate of United Healthcare, you have to put modifier GP. G is in George, P is in Paul. If you forget that modifier, you're not getting paid. So it's just one of those crazy things that you have to do. Now, once you get the patient in, keep it simple. Get them better, they're gonna be happy, they'll send more people, and encourage people to refer. Don't forget, if you don't encourage them to refer, they probably won't. Mm -hmm. Your patients want you to be successful, trust me, because you're their doctor. Right. Give them a chance to help you do that. My dad always had patients that loved him to death. I get a birthday card every year from someone to, and in fact, I'm gonna be getting one in a couple of weeks, that I haven't seen in 20 years. But she goes, I loved your dad so much. And she's found me. I moved twice. And, she, and I, you know, I get a change of address thing. And I'm just pointing to you to enjoy what you do. That success will come because it's the patience. Don't get caught up in too much garbage. Do go to a coding and building seminar once a year for an update. I'll give you one more tip here. The code for headache is going to change October 1st. Even though it's a 2021 code, it changes in October. Remember, I told you I'm on WHO. It's not making a big change, but it's going to go instead of R51, which everyone is used to, it's going to go to R51.9. Now, the difference is they're giving some other codes for orthostatic headaches, and it's just knowing that difference. So if you don't have what's there and different, you'll have a trouble with that. So that's what I do on the side. I work with a malpractice company. We do seminars. Take a look at our site. It's HJ Ross Company, H-J-R-O-S-S, HJRossCompany.com. Take a look at the products there. If you have a question, go on there. You can email me. You can say, hey, Sam, I, you know, I heard the podcast. We're here to help. Cairo Secure is the malpractice carrier. They offer great coverage. What we want to try to do is honestly keep you successful. I teach continuing education. If I don't help you fortify your practice, I'm not going to have a business. Right. So my job is you're my patient. I got to make you better. That's the type of resources you want to look for, that people are there to really make sure that you succeed. And I want to give you all those tools. So when something changes or updates, be careful. Don't panic like someone's going to get in trouble. These people are going to jail. That's not happening. People who steal and do fraudulent things, but you're not going to have trouble just because you code something wrong. But once you learn it, it's not hard. Right. Enjoy what you do and then allow yourself to have a team of people that can help you. 
And that's a service that we offer that, you know, you join, you can call me, email me, we're there for you. If nothing else, reach out. Here's the goal. You like what you do. There's a reason you became a chiropractor. It is a really fun profession because no profession is like it. No one goes to a PT and goes, God, I felt better. I can adjust to make it feel better. Give yourself a chance to give that to so many people. And that's where the success will lie. But it needs diversification and you need patience. If you do those things, you have fun. There's going to be ups and downs. As you mentioned, Dr. John, there's going to be ebbs and flows. It always happens. I've been around long enough to know, settle down. It's going to pass. And trust me, sometime next year, it's going to be better. It's just funny to me is a lot of people are going, the economy is not down. You know what it's not down for? People who make money. If how many people are actually invested in the stock market? Right. Very few. So right. that's the five. So if you have money in the stock market, yay for you. But that doesn't help the regular person. So we have to know how do I bring that person in here? And that's really the diversification because that's where the population is. Yep. What you're going to do is go out and bring that joy. When they see it in you, they'll feel it. My dad used to tell me about 75% of your patients are going to get better no matter what you do because they just like the touch and being there. He goes, there's a few more that you really have to do something with. And I, right. I think that's maybe a bit exaggerated, but there's something to that because the human touch and the adjustment is, for lack of a better term, sort of magical. Right. Give a chance for yourself to make the magic. Don't listen to the naysayers. If someone's giving you negative feedback, get the hell out of there. Move on to someplace else because there's way more successful people. I'm sure if you go online right now, wherever you graduated from, there's someone griping. It's the worst school in the world. They didn't do this or that, and that's the person that failed. Well, whoop de do. That's on you. There's also a lot of people that did, so I don't want to hear that. That happens everywhere. You're no guarantee. Here's what I will say. We all have superpowers, but it's only one thing. It's discipline. If you become disciplined, you become focused, you will make yourself succeed because disciplined people will do something and if it doesn't work, you go on to something else. If you do that, you'll enjoy your life and what a great way to live as a chiropractor. It really is a good profession. I love it. I love it, Doc. Thank you so much for being on, Dr. Sam. And this is the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching and be sure to check out hjrosscompany.com. It's in the comment section. I commented it just now. Um, be sure to check that out and we will see you on the flip side, people. Stay legendary, everybody. I love and appreciate you. Thank you so much, Dr. Sam, for being on the show. Thank you, John. Again, I'm your host, Johnny Ruder, and you're listening to the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and thank you for engaging with us on all of our platforms, including, but not limited to, Facebook and Instagram, all at The Legendary Chiropractor. Be sure to check our home site out at thelegendarychiropractor.com as we have much to offer for prospective chiropractic students, current chiropractic students, recent chiropractic school graduates, and even veteran doctors of chiropractic out in the field. And lastly, I'd like to thank not only you, our listener, but also our podcast sponsors. Without them, this show wouldn't be possible. So I encourage you to go check out their websites and what they have to offer in the show notes for this episode. Thanks again. Stay legendary, my friends.